Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody. Before I dive into the show, I want to make sure you're aware that in September, I'm taking a group of people to Bali for a spiritual adventure retreat. And sorry, gentlemen, this one's just for the ladies, but it's September 16th through the 22nd. And if you haven't been on a retreat with me, they're pretty epic. We go to amazing places dine on the most gourmet, yummy food, practice meditation, yoga, and plus there's all kinds of one-on-one coaching time with me, personal time with me, experiences, processes. I mean, they're they're pretty amazing, I have to say. And what's also amazing about them, in addition to the place and all the things we do, is the people. It's a highly curated group, and if you're looking to have an amazing vacation, have a transformational experience, but also connect with other like-minded people... I really, really invite you to consider joining me on one of my retreats. There's Bali in September, but there's also my weekend retreat in LA in July. So if you're interested in either one of those, just go to my website, christinehasser.com, and on the right-hand side, you'll see the banners for both of those. Or you can email jill at christinehasler.com, and she'll hook you up with all the info. But I'd love to meet you. You know, the The last retreat I did in January, there were about four people there that came just from listening to the podcast. And so it was great to meet those people and connect with them. And I hope some of you listening will come so I can give you a a real life hug rather than a virtual one. Okay. So today's episode, how do you know if someone is the right quote unquote one? Well, when it comes to relationships and dating, there can often be quite a bit of questioning. Like, is this the one? Does he, she like me? Are we alike enough? Are we different enough? Does he, she have the right job? Are they the right age? Do we have the right interests? Will my family like them? So on and so on and so forth. So often we have a checklist in our head about what this person is supposed to look like and then countless questions when we're trying to figure out if someone is a match from our minds rather than our hearts. Sometimes someone doesn't always fit the checklist, but they're the perfect person for you, either forever or for a time being. You know, I'm sure you've heard people say that are in relationships, he or she wasn't at all what I was expecting, but it was exactly what I needed. And it works. Yes, it's important to keep our values in mind when it comes to who we date and get in a relationship with, but if we focus too much on the package, we often miss out on the person and what they're there to teach or gift us with. And as you've been learning on this show, all people we're in relationship with are teachers. So sometimes they come with expiration dates and it's far more important to take in the lessons and the gifts of the relationship rather than attempt to figure out if it's the forever one. You know, when we spend too much time obsessing about, is it the one? Is it not the one? Sometimes we miss out on why we're actually supposed to be there. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've probably noticed that the question people often call in with is different from what we end up talking about. (laughs) Well, why is that? Well, sometimes what we are questioning, even obsessing about, like, is a person the one, is not actually what the real issue is. And the obsessing about that particular question is just hovering and hovering and hovering around as a way to distract ourselves. Like in Jennifer's case, who called in asking about whether or not she should be dating a guy 10 years younger than her. 
But as we talked, that wasn't really the issue at all. So this is really a great episode for all y'all coaches out there to pay especially close attention to, and I'm going to break down why after the call. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, have you been dating someone and you're trying to figure out if they're the right fit? Is there something external about your partner, like their age or their job or their background or their race or whatever it is, and your mind is so latched onto this thing and questions it so much that it bothers you? Is there a question even unrelated to dating that you're obsessing about that you can't seem to get the answer to and it's distracting you and taking up a lot of energetic real estate? And finally, do you really desire a love but notice the closer it gets to you, the more you want to run away from it? So before we dive into the episode, two last things. First, I really want to thank my sponsor, onit.com. They're my favorite supplement and human optimization company. If you go to onit.com slash Christine, you're automatically going to get 10% off all their products, including my favorite Alpha Brain, which I take every day for focus. It really, really helps me. I notice the difference when I don't take it. Plus, they've got all kinds of other protein powders, supplements, really cute workout clothes. So check it out, onit.com slash Christine, and it's O-N-N-I-T. Also, before I play the session with you, I want to apologize because after I listened to this episode, I I was aware that I made a statement about a woman dating a man and then made a statement about a man dating a woman, and I realized I left out a big part of the population by only referencing those in heterosexual relationships. So I apologize for that, and the information shared today applies to anyone, straight, gay, or those who prefer not to label it at all. All right, so now on to the episode. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. What's your question? My question has to do with romantic relationships and what age differences are too big. I'm actually in a relationship with someone who is 10 years younger than me, and it's the first time that I've dated someone younger, and I'm just feeling a little bit uncomfortable with age difference and and wanted to talk about it. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 29. Okay. Uh, And how long have you been dating him? I've known him for since October. And so we were friends in class. And then we started dating right when class ended. Okay. So you're 29. He's 19. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it's legal. (laughs) So (laughs) so what what has you concerned? My concerns are about the longevity of the of the relationship and whether honestly whether it's fair to him that we're dating. Okay. He he's very much like head over heels. You know, he he's like said to me more than once he thinks I might be the one and I remember having feelings that were th- that intense when I was his age, but I'm also older now and I know I I completely subscribe to your thought where there can be people that are meant to be part of your life and you're meant to learn from them, but it's not necessarily a forever type of relationship. And so the last, I guess, the last thing I want to do is take advantage of his use and his lack of experience dating. Right. Well, I really acknowledge you. I really acknowledge your awareness. I acknowledge your integrity. I think that that's, that those are beautiful things and it shows me that you really care about him. So my question for you is if you didn't know his age, like if you just met him and you didn't know his age, just based on how he showed up with you, his values, what he talks about, how old would you think he was? Mid-20s. <laughs> yeah. And would this be a yeah, problem? That he, 
now he's he's more emotionally aware and mature than guys that I've dated in their mid thirties and older, really. Okay. Which is confusing. <laughs> right. So why are you taking responsibility for his journey? That's what he says. Are you being honest with him? Do you feel like you're leading him on? Um, a little bit because I applied to go to school and I'm waiting for back responses. And if I, I'm, I'm afraid he wants to move with me and I'm feeling like his gusto about the relationship is like so intense. And I don't know if I can mirror it long term if I'm going to be going to grad school. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> have you been honest with him about that? Yes. Yes, I have. I have. Okay. And what's his response? He keeps saying that he'll, you know, he'll do anything, that he moves, um, that, you know, that's like the best things are unexpected and that he doesn't care about the age difference and that, you know, he wants to move. But that's like, that's where it comes back to the age for me is that like, I don't want, because I've been older and I've like, I've had a career before pursuing the one that I have now that, you know, I feel like I know myself really, really well. And when I was his age, I didn't know myself as well and this is where like you know what you said to really hit home really really quickly is that he you know he grew up really really he grew up fast he's had a lot of life experience he acts older than he is for really valid reasons it's like I don't want him to move with me and then something happened where I'm too busy with grad school and he hasn't gotten his bachelor's degree and I guess like I'm just worried about those like differences in age because I've experienced things right all legitimate still his journey and honestly, this sounds more like this sounds less like an age issue and more like he's coming on too strong. Okay. Like to me, I hear you concerned about the age and where he is in his life and everything like that. But I'm wondering if what really is sort of scaring you a little bit is a man saying, Jennifer, you're the one. I want to be with you. I'll do whatever it takes. And I'm all in. Huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm just, <laughs> huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, if I'm going to be really honest with you, I haven't dated a lot of guys that have been available before. And I think there's a part of me that doesn't trust it. Right. So why do you think you've dated unavailable people? Who do you think has really been unavailable? I think myself in some ways and also my past, like the way that I grew up, to be honest. My parents were divorced. But my father ended up cheating on my mom and cheating on like every person he was with after. So, you know, I don't, I've given that a lot of thought. I'm aware of it. I'm trying not to like, you know, <laughs> respond viscerally to someone who's available. But I think there's part of me that like is not comfortable with that amount of adoration because I just don't trust it. Right. Well, how convenient that he's 10 years younger. So you can use that as an excuse to break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and please know I got so much love for you and I'm being direct. You know, I appreciate it. You're so on the money. I don't think anyone's put on this, like, no, really, yeah, been on the money. Because the thing is, like, and I, I really acknowledge your honesty and your vulnerability in this because, like, you know, you're trying to have control over this and be like, oh, I'm trying to protect him and he's young and he doesn't know, blah, blah, blah. And what I'm encouraging you to look at, because right now I'm coaching you, I'm not talking to him, right? So what I'm mm -hmm. encouraging you to look at is like your side of the street here and where what's, what's really a legitimate 
we're not like we're not looking in the same direction kind of vision values concern and what's mm-hmm. more fear because here you have mm-hmm. this person that you say you want you know i'm sure in other relationships where people haven't been available or haven't been committal or haven't shown up for you you who you've wanted them to just like you wanted your dad to be there and loyal and all these things but yet you've tried to get love from different kinds of men who remind you of dad and you know how that turned out. And now you have this mm-hmm. person who is showing up like you've always probably fantasized about and it's scary. Yeah. It's almost like if I, I have these moments where I feel like I'm like totally in it and then I have moments where it's like right alarm, right alarm, back up, yeah, don't get hurt. What are those <laughs> moments? When I miss him, <laughs> when I when I get used to like you know he's like we're on a snowboarding trip he's in Maine right now and you know he's like gone and I just like imagine him like meeting someone his age like on you know like on the slopes and then yeah like things like that like I just like I'm scared of I guess like really really getting used to someone and then having them leave mm-hmm. yeah it's just right. yeah I just don't I guess I just don't want to have to like. And then that means I throw myself into my work because <laughs> I'm good at doing that and it's stable, right? Have you forgiven your father? I'm definitely working on that, but I would be lying to you if I said that I had. I guess okay. I'm still at a point where I still experience a lot of anger, to be honest. Okay. So I would really, really encourage some work around that because that's directly impacting your relationship with this young man and any other man you mm-hmm. have in your life. And remember, forgiveness does not mean you condone what happens, but forgiveness means you accept it. You know that person was doing the best they could, and you stop trying to get the love from your father by dating men like him. Mm-hmm. And you stop creating, because basically your fears are are just created thoughts based on your past. But every man is not like your father. Or ex-boyfriends. There are good, good, good men and women for the men listening out there who love and are loyal and show up and don't leave. So I guess like this is, I mean, I know you've you've spoken with other people about this. And I'm, you know, when I listen like the podcast and it makes total sense. But when you're in it, it's so hard to merge those logical thoughts with your emotional visceral responses absolutely you know you know what I mean like how do you how do you put that together (laughs) like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a great question so a big part of it is learning how to release emotions right learning how to let yourself cry or yell or journal or whatever and just let the emotions flow but the part that really brings those two together is we've got to find our own inner parent We've got to find that part of ourselves that talks to ourselves like an unconditionally loving parent would, that reassures us, that acknowledges us, Mm -hmm. that tells us we're okay, that tells us we're safe, that reminds us that it's okay to open our heart. The integration of the two, you know, the concept versus really shifting it all has to do with how we are with ourselves on the inside. Mm-hmm. Do you do you find that people sort of wax and wane? Yeah, of course. With how good they are. Of course, it's a process. But sometimes I feel like I'm really 
good at it. And then sometimes I have bad weeks where I'm like, where are all these negative thoughts coming from? I thought that I was doing so well with this. <laughs> well, it has to do with setting up practices and, you know, in place as well. You know, like I meditate every day. I feel it when I don't. I do a little writing about what I'm grateful for. I visualize, I eat healthy, I sleep, I exercise. You know, it's, it's setting up those practices as well. So for you, the, the waxing and waning has to do with how much you remind yourself and how much you work on reprogramming the story that you want to tell. We can't. I think like there's just part of me that's like so tired of having to like work on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I just wish I could just like, I don't know. It's like, I'm going to be 30. Like I, I'm an adult. <laughs> like when, you know, like when can I just like be totally like have that moment? Like, you know, I know this is sounds super cheesy, but like I eat, pray, love moment where I'm just like, okay, like end of the movie. Like I'm there. <laughs> like it just takes like so much, like, you just can't let yourself like go. Like you have to like always check in with yourself. Well, you could have that moment right now if you want. You could totally have that moment right now. The thing with eat, pray, love and, you know, she didn't become enlightened and walk on water. What she did mm-hmm. was she finally accepted and she stopped making herself wrong. The reason why this feels like an endless process for you, Jennifer, is because you're continually trying to fix yourself. There's nothing to fix. You're not broken. Loving ourselves is putting spiritual practices in place and talking to ourselves with kind words and doing things that support our emotional well-being. But if you do it from the motivation of there's something wrong with me, I need to fix it, then of course it feels exhausting. So your eat, pray, love moment comes the moment when you decide there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And that everything that you do is an act of loving yourself, not fixing yourself. You've been fixing yourself, not loving yourself. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It does. And how amazing that this teacher, this young man, has come into your life to be a mirror. He really has been an incredible teacher. Yeah. It's really... So instead of trying to figure out the long-term viability of the relationship or whatever, can you stop trying to define it and put it in a box and really look at what am I learning and I'm going to open my heart here and just because I'm older doesn't mean I know better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open, open my heart to see what there is to learn. And as long as you're being honest and you're not leading him on and you're sharing your feelings, you know, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the age is teachers and relationships come in all different sizes and it doesn't always look like we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think I need to give him respect too. <laughs> you know, like really, really honor. I really think that that's something that I have to keep reminding myself is that like he makes his own choices. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not his guardian. I'm not his caretaker. That's not Correct. what this is. Correct. Stay on you. Stay on you. It's 
it's easier if you divert your attention elsewhere. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. It's easier to fixate on someone else and figure out what they need. And yep, 100%. Thanks. Thanks for seeing. You just kind of like busted open something that I've been thought, thinking about for a long time and really confused about. And I definitely have a lot more clarity regarding this. It was very humbling. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I hope that it also felt supportive and encouraging because you're doing amazing, Jennifer, and there's nothing wrong with you. You've come really far, especially with your background and everything that you went through. It's really time to start acknowledging yourself and how both how far you've come, but also just just who you are and all those things he's saying about you. See them in you. It's time to really see and be who you really are. Thanks so much. Seriously. This has been amazing food for thought, really. You're welcome. I'm going to have to write about this. I'm going to have to journal about this. I really acknowledge how coachable Jennifer was and how much she was able to truly drop the questions she came in with and be open to the guidance I was offering her. Being coachable is so important if you're seeking the answer to something. If you're 100% fixated on getting the answer to the question you think you have, you may not be open enough to uncover the issue that's truly underneath the question you're obsessing about. So like in Jennifer's case, you can see the question really wasn't about his age. The issue here really was all her fears of abandonment, men cheating on her, all the stuff from her father in previous relationship, all that story was coming up. You know, she never has had love from a man and a man who truly showed up for her. And now that she has that, there's a part of her that's freaking out. And instead of really facing intimacy, letting love in and healing the old story she has about men, she's obsessing over the age difference and going into over-responsibility for his life. Now, going into over-responsibility for someone else and trying to decide what's best for them is another way we distract ourselves from really looking at what's best for us. So instead of worrying about, you know, his future and all that and and why I asked her so much if she was honest and she was direct because, you know, if she's being honest and she's being direct, then he's he's responsible for the choices he make. If we're leading someone on, if we're not being honest, well, then that's a different story. But I kept asking her, are you communicating with him on this? Are you telling him this? And she said, yes. So that's when I kept bringing it back to her and really encouraging her instead of worrying about his future to look at her past and how there's some core wounds and issues that she needs to clean up so she can let love in. It's easy to be distracted by something that doesn't matter in the long run. And it's easy to be distracted by trying to figure out what's best for someone else. But we have to look at our side of the street and look at what's best for us and our healing and our growth. Now, I told you I'd kind of call out you coaches here, and this is the part where I'm going to do that. So for some of you listening, when the call first started and you found out she's 29 and he's 19, you might have already had an opinion about the situation. You might have already thought, well, she shouldn't be dating someone that much younger. He's not even 20 years old. You know, he still has his whole life ahead of him. That's, you know, 10 years isn't that big of a deal, but 19 and 29, those are different life stages. So if I had allowed my opinions about that to get in the way I wouldn't have been able to coach her in the direction that I did. So it's very important as coaches that we show up neutral. 
that we don't have an opinion, that we ask questions, that we're truly detectives, and that we're in service to the person's highest good and less attached to our opinion about something. And that way we can really see essence, not form. You know, if I only evaluated it from he's 19, she's 29, and coached her in that direction, we wouldn't have got as deep as we got with what was really the issue at hand here. And finally, you know, Jennifer asked about how to really integrate, you know, her question about, okay, I know this stuff in my head, but on a daily basis, it's hard to remember those things. It's all about setting up practices, just like I told her. There's not an eat, pray, love moment where we have this bathroom floor experience that leads to a spiritual awakening that lasts forever. I mean, I've had my eat, pray, love moments, and I've had those rock bottom moments that turn into an aha, but it takes continual work. I'm definitely not enlightened. I have more work to do and more to learn, but the game changer is the place I come from inside. I'm not coming from a place of I'm broken and I need to fix myself. So stop fixing yourself and start loving yourself. You can have your eat, pray, love moment the moment you decide there's nothing wrong with you. You just want to continue to grow and expand and learn. And finally, before I sign off, some assignments for you as usual. So if you have a question that's been rattling around in your head, obsessing about it, do some journaling. Really write about it and see if you can get to the question that's underneath the question. Use sentence starters like, I really need to know the answer to this because. I'm really wondering about this because. If I had the answer to this question, then I would, and fill in the blank. Second, if you're in the space where you're dating someone or want to be dating someone and are calling in a partner and you have this checklist, I encourage you to ditch the checklist in terms of the items like they have to be this tall and they have to have this job and this do like this music or blah, 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 whatever. Let that go and focus more on how you want to feel with the person. How do you want to feel when you're with them? That way your heart is really putting out the broadcast and is really calling in the partner and also will influence the way you show up in anyone that you're currently dating. Again, focus on how you want to feel and what you want to give, not so much the checklist. We really live in a society that focuses way too much on the package and not on the person. Open your heart to the person instead of the package. And finally, set up those practices that help you with integration, meditation, exercise, sleep, journaling, reading, whatever it is. We only change if we set up new disciplines and habits. So find the practices that work best for you and stick to them. And finally, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if you'd really like to catapult yourself in terms of your own transformation, then I so sincerely from my heart invite you to join me on a retreat. Again, if you want more info, just go to christinehassler.com or email jill at christinehassler.com. Much love and many blessings. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. 
Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 